قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كتابه العزيز والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا دخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عضو مبين صدق الله العلي العظيم my dear respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters, Alhamdulillah, it's a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to come to the masjid and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to proclaim the kalima La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu sallam by the virtue of which all of us enter the fold of Islam, and hence we are Muslims. Right? So when you recite this kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, you are entering a covenant. You are signing a covenant, a promise, a proclamation, a treaty with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you are submitting to him that there is no one and nothing in the entire creation that can help you in any way, shape or form that can solve your problems, whether they be mundane problems of this world or the, whether they be super rational problems of the next world, nothing can solve that, nothing and no one can give you the answer to that other than the one who is the only creator and originator of everything and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is what we are signing into as a Muslim. Now whether you were born as a Muslim or whether you accepted the shahada after being born into another faith, it doesn't matter. It's very similar to a lot of you, or including myself and my parents, who came into this country. It doesn't matter where you're immigrating from, you're either naturalized citizen, or whether you're, or you're a born citizen. And whether you naturalize or whether you're born, you know, whether you take the oath when you're naturalized or you don't take the oath and you were just born into it, it still means that you have to uphold the rights and the values and the sentiments and the codes of citizenship of this country. Yes or no? We all agree on that. You cannot be like, well, I never said so. I was just born into it. Well, be my guest. You should leave this country then. Right? You cannot live here because you're saying that you don't agree with the Constitution. Well, then you're not, you know, welcome here. That is exactly what the government would say. Is it not? So... You know, whether actively 
or passively, whether through birth or through verbal, you know, sentences, you agreed to something. Just like that, when we accepted the shahada and we said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi we signed this covenant that nothing can help me. Nothing or no one can solve my problems. No one can truly guide me other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And my success and your success cannot be in any other way other than the way shown to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Now there is one thing that you just say it, which is the service of the tongues, right? That I said it. But there is one thing to believe in it. And Iman and Islam means that you believe in it. And subhanAllah, in Islam, the word of a human being has a lot of value. That is the reason that verbal treaties are acceptable in Islamic law. When you get married to someone, when you're having your nikah done, right? And you said, I accept. And you didn't sign any papers. Let's say hypothetically, you didn't sign any papers. Is your marriage valid? Yes, it is. In a state of anger, you, you know, said the words of divorce. Is your annulment of the marriage valid? Yes, it is. Why? Because your words, they have weight. They have value. More than you can imagine. More than I can imagine. So we have to keep that in mind. You don't necessarily have to sign a paper as a Muslim to show that your words mean something. When you say something, you have to uphold it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the believers in the Quran that you have to uphold your covenant, O believers. Now whether that's covenant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or whether that's covenant to your parents or whether that's covenant to the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or to anyone else for that matter. Right? We as Muslims, we have to fulfill those rights because we signed up for it. So where am I going with this? What I'm trying to bring us all towards this understanding that we cannot just say, when we say, it needs to have a deeper value to it. When we say that Allah is my Lord, and he's the one who has given me the solution to all problems through the Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the Quran and in the Sunnah. I should believe in it in such a manner that there should be no shadow of a doubt in it whatsoever. I should believe that the problems and the crises of the world right now. In this day and age, the solution to those problems lies only and only and only in the Quran and in the Sunnah of Rasulullah.
until and unless we believe that, we are at a major disadvantage. And until and unless we do that, we will be, continue to be in that state of major disadvantage. So that needs to change. And that needs to change not from tomorrow, not from day after, not from tonight. It needs to change from right now, this very moment. I need to repent that if I had any doubt in my heart that Islam doesn't offer a solution to all problems, then there's a problem in my mind. There's a problem in my understanding. There's a problem in my lens through which I understand the Qur'an and the Sharia and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallam. There's a problem in my application of the Qur'an and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallam. There's no problem in the Qur'an. There's no problem in the Sunnah. There's no deficiency whatsoever in the Qur'an and Sunnah which was given to us by the creator and the originator of this cosmos. That's what we need to believe in as Muslims. So now we are talking about the problem which is ongoing right now, the onslaught, and it'll continue. And it is continuing. So we cannot forget about them. We have to continue to make dua for the people in Gaza. Not just because it's too long. It's been many months. We have forgotten about it because it started all the way in October and now it's December. No, we can't forget about them. Likewise, we cannot also forget about the Muslims that are still in concentration camps in China. We cannot forget about the Muslims in Rohingya. We cannot forget about the Muslims in Yemen and Syria and Kashmir and everywhere else where Muslims are going through difficult times. What we can do and what we should do is how can I help? What should I need to do? The Prophet ﷺ, he was, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called him Jawami'ul Kalim. Right? Well, what does that mean? It means that one of the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ was in his words. They were so profound, so deep, so thoughtful. The Prophet ﷺ, in the beautiful hadith that we hear again and again, right? مَثَلُ الْأُمَّةِ كَالرَّجُلِ الْوَاحِدِ إِذَا اشْتَكَى رَأْسُهُ إِشْتَكَى جَسَدُهُ that the example of this human ummah, this Muslim ummah is like one body, right? If your head is hurting, your whole body will respond to it. So just imagine, you're in the human body, there has to be several functions that need to happen all the time, right? All the organs in the human body, they all need to work harmoniously all the time. The kidneys cannot say that, well, there's a crisis in the head, so I'm, I'm going to stop working and I'm going to just focus on the head. I'm not going to do my job anymore. Can that happen? No. Can the heart say, you know what, there's a crisis, there's some sort of cancer that's affecting, you know, the pancreas of this human, so I'm going to stop pumping blood, I'm going to focus on the pancreas. Can that happen? No, that cannot happen. So what I'm trying to say is, the body as a whole will try to and should try to continue to produce the antibodies and whatever else it needs to do to fight the viruses, to fight the bacteria, to fight the problems that are going to affect the body. So we have to continue to do that. We have to continue to make dua for the bleeding toe. 
right? But along with that, we have to continue to do what we need to do as individuals in our daily lives as Muslims. We cannot say that just because I'm spending a lot of time calling senators, or I'm spending a lot of time watching CNN, or or, I'm spending a lot of time, you know, talking about the political problems of the ummah, I don't have time to pray salah. I don't have time to give zakat. I don't have time to read Quran. Can I do that? And if you do that, what's going to happen? It's going to be like the body because the heart says, where the heart says that, you know what, because the head is hurting, I'm going to stop working. So what's going to happen? Is the human going to survive? No, it's going to die. So we cannot be like that ummah where there's a crisis And we all focus on that crisis so much that we stop doing the other actions that we need to do as a body. Understand what I'm saying? So we have to continue to do our job as individuals, as a family, as a community, as a nation, as an ummah. We have to continue to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala five times a day. We have to continue to make sure that I don't miss my Fajr and my Dhuhr and my Asr and Maghrib and Isha every day. Because that is what is going to attract the Rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to make Dua for them. We have to call the senators. We have to raise funds for them. Those who are affected and going through circumstances. But along with that, that are just the antibodies that the body needs to create. It's just part of the job. That should not absolve us from being a daily Muslim. From being a practicing Muslim in every day of my life. I still cannot cheat. I still cannot deceive. Right? Even if I am doing an interaction with someone who I don't agree with, I don't like. And he supports the prosecutor. He supports the oppressor. Can I cheat him? Can I deceive him? Can I lie to him? Can I hurt him as a Muslim? No, you can't. You still have to fulfill the rights of being a Muslim. You have to work as a body, harmoniously. All the organs need to work all the time. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us guidance. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from all difficulties. And all ailments, whether they be spiritual, physical, psychological, or any type of ailments. Say, I mean, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to understand the vision of the Prophet of what he truly means, that the ummah is a body, and what every one of us, what we can do right now, is more than we can imagine. If all of these people, all of us imagine, pray tahajjud every night, Wallahi, the impact that it will happen in Palestine, you cannot imagine. But that needs to happen, inshaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, brothers and sisters. Apologies on the technical issues with the audio. Uh, earlier, inshaAllah, it's all fixed.